Hello and welcome to Rick Radio Community News Desk, episode 45 and the 1st of 2023. I'm Mick Handy. I hope you had a great Christmas and we wish you all a happy new year. As we're only getting back in the studio, we are revisiting some of our archive interviews from years ago. Later in the programme, we will hear an interview with William Gregg, who worked as a glass blower in the Irish Glass Bottle Company. But first, we're going to return to an interview with Peter Percy Thompson of the Half Moon Swimming Club that Dylan did with him from a few years back. Sadly, Peter has passed away recently, and here is a nice tribute to him. So I'm here with, with uh, Peter Percy. Percy Thompson. Yeah. Percy Thompson, who is a lifelong member of the Half Moon, shall I say? No, no. Uh, I'm only down there since I retired. Now, we're honorary members because we painted and looked after myself and Pat Mullen yeah. from Orristown Road. Okay. And so we painted every year and do any bits of maintenance on it, you know. So what's your, even you as a kid, do you remember going down, did you be going down the half moon or yeah, going down the lighthouse? Yeah, I've yeah. gone down there since I was a kid. But we never went down that far. At that time, there was, what the uh, half moon was no go for women in that because the men used to Oh, they'd they swim naked off the wall. You know, all around and they knew it. And, uh, kids would be coming down you wouldn't be asked but there was no need for us to go down we went to the cockle lake yeah yeah you know yeah now before the tip head filtered in when i was a young lad i don't know how old i was you know the park gate where you come into the new houses you know yeah but the stop at the drain yeah at the drain i remember looking over that wall and the strand was there yeah. That wall was tapered down. So Rings End Park was, was the strand? Yeah, that was the boundary, like, you know? Oh, right. Where the drain was, you know? But all our lives, we swam in the lake, and the lake was always very warm, because when the, in the summer, when the water would be coming down, It'd be very shallow. Shallow. Yeah. The sun had heated up. You very know? good. Very good. And do you remember the days of uh, of the ray? People catching the ray down, down coming up the river or like that. I now, never that? remember them, but I remember in the lake. If you walked along the lake and you were deliberate, you'd feel something under your feet. You put your hand down, you get a place. You flat fish. Yeah, yeah. Tell us why the half moon is called the half moon. That's because the gun that was down there when the British were here had the half moon swing, a covered Clontarf and Sandy Mount. Now, the corresponding gun to that was in the 40 foot. It's actually in someone's garden, the housing, but the gun is gone. So oh, that was the Irish Army setting that up, was it? No, no, England were here. And the reason they called it the 40 foot, the 40 foot brigade were stationed over there. Nothing to do with the depth of the wall. Oh, okay, well, then a lot of people wouldn't know that. So the, the 40 foot's called the 40 foot because of the, because of the, the brigade, the English, the English brigade that, 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 that were they, guarding that, the Yeah, they were the 40 foot brigade. Okay. Were stationed there. And the half moon's called the half moon because of yeah. the, the, the range of the gun that used yeah, to the patrol swing, the sea. The swing. The, the swing on the gun. Yeah. The soldiers out of that were attached to Pigeon House Fort. 
there was a fork down there. You know where the, the new sewerage works? Yeah. They have a bit of a flower bed. Yes. That's the entrance to the fort. Okay. Now, they, they had a photograph down there, but fella took it of uh, 1890 you see the soldier on guard you know at the window and the sentry box and one of the cannons that's at the ESB was standing up you know the way they're standing up at Beggar's Bush all along well he used to stand up there and when the county council were digging up someone said where there's one there's more he got a metal detector and he found the other two. And between the workers in the ESB and the corporation, they refurbished the cannons. Um, let me see. The Half Moon is a swimming club, right? We all know. Yeah. We go down there every summer. I go, I go, I go in myself every yeah. summer. But uh, you've got... You've got uh, there's a, there's a membership fee for it and all it's not too expensive but it no. gives you the facilities to dry yourself is it yeah. uh, or to go into the dressing rooms or whatever uh, it costs you 20 euros per year okay. to become a member now for 13 euros you can buy a key okay. now, this is a once off and you have the key to be open the club come in and out you can make a cup of tea down there, can you? If you bring your water? No, we have to bring a flask. There's no oh, water, there's, oh, there's no, no electricity, there's nothing down there. Okay. And myself and Pat Mullen bring a flask, and we have biscuits, tea, and coffee there. We can have tea or coffee. Oh, very good, yeah. Whatever you like, you know? Okay. And did you ever used to swim after half million? Or you, you still do? Do, I, you? do you now, yeah, swim all year round. Would you be Since in, yeah. I retired. Okay, and uh, do you find it has uh, any benefits for you? Oh, well, I feel all right, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and it's grand and clear now since you do the, built the new sewerage work. So you reckon the water's cleaner now than it's ever it been? It is, yeah. Definitely, yeah? Yeah, because there's no uh, sludge, you okay, know. yeah. That's all processed now and sold to the farmers. All oh, right. So all the all the sewage that would have leaked. Yeah. That all your number two is okay. It's reserved, you know, and uh, it's processed. It's called biofelt. All right. Do you ever see all the trailers inside just before you you're coming to the new water treatment plant yes. you'll see trailers there and a the fella moving them well they're filling them up and then the fella comes down and collects them and the farmers can't get enough of it really? Yeah. because it doesn't damage the land if you put artificial fertiliser on after so many years you lose your yield okay. it poisons the land but this is natural and there's no adverse effects. So it's good to know that all our waste is it comes yeah. back. It comes back in our veg, doesn't it? <laughs> Farmer said you want to produce more. Yeah, we need to. We need. To, we need to go and show you. <coughs> um, so let me see. Is there any other? I'm missing out on yeah. there. Uh, now the lighthouse down there. Yeah. That was manned to 1970. Okay. And one of the last men on it was out of 
Tanner Mooney, Jem Cullen. Yeah, okay. Mary Lewis' uncle. And him and the general's father were the last two on the night shift the night before, before it went automatic. Really, yeah? Yeah. So yeah. it was a night, oh, right up to 1970, it was a, it was a, a manned lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Now, and if it, the light went... It could be four in the morning or any time. They had to walk up to the ESB power station and ask, could he uh, ring up the port and ask get a maintenance man over? Because they had no phone. They oh. no, well, they had some water supplies, yeah. but they had no electricity. And no. it says so. So the, 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 the day had been nearly over when the time they walked down there, <laughs> there'd be the sun to be coming up. They had noticed many different uh, activities on the wall from people. Now, I do a couple of activities myself. I do a bit of photography, I, I walk the dog and I swim down there. Yeah, well, there's an awful lot of nature people uh, watching the different boards, they yeah. know when it's coming in. There's people there now regularly they come down from Belfast if there's a foreign or an unusual ship coming into Dublin okay. they come in to photograph it they have some society up there Okay. and then there's photographers and then you usually get the crowd down doing uh, Films with models and oh, that, yeah, you know, yeah. the ads and that. And you got the runners, people running oh, joggers, yeah, yeah. and dog walkers, and and fishermen, of course, as well. Yeah. Have you yeah. noticed the? Have you noticed the the, the less or the, or the lack of fish that's? Well, there seems to be since the Spanish trawlers got got in about tw- 10, 15 years ago on the yeah, outskirts of the. Yeah. Well, we never went down fishing, but there was always plenty of mackerel. But this year, there was very, very little. Yeah. There was a couple of days when they come in. But it was like that all around the country. They were saying in Kerry, like in September, the beaches were full of them. Yeah. They were coming up on the beach. And uh, the fishing seems to be later, where you were getting at the end of... June. July, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. July. Now it's gone August and it's gone into well, that's, September. That's the old uh, the, uh, Mother Nature's clock. It always moves. I it's know, always it's moving. moving. Um, have you noticed one more thing? Um, have you noticed the, 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 the wall being uh, deteriorated at all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and do they... I, I see cement marks on it now. Yeah. Um, but who now, looks after it? Is it Dublin Corporation's meant to? No, that's the port and Oh, the port, the port look yeah. after <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, God. Um, the, what happened a few years ago, the port and docks resurfaced, took it up, and they cemented it. Yeah. And then they realised he made a mistake because he made the wall rigid. Oh, it has to, has to move, does it? The wall has to fl- Prior to that, it used to move. Of course, the yeah. bricks were all in. Now, we were talking to a fellow with the copper air with the power docks. Eventually, they're going to have to pile the left-hand side of the wall as you walk down. Yeah, that's lower, isn't it? Yeah, it's falling in. See, all the ships are coming up and the waves the are washing away the sand. eroding them. Because about six years ago, 
they had the wall closed for a while they were piling they had pilers down there and they went down a depth of 40 feet and there's no foundation Jeez. Yeah. you know so it's only sand and you know the ships flying up and down now the way you've seen the waves yeah they were tearing away at it so it's it's slowly, it's slowly, slowly falling. Going down. And, and what do you think? Do you think uh, it can be saved, or do you think it has to? Because if you don't save it, you lose the port. You the lose port the port because of the sand. Yeah. Now about three hundred years ago, when it was sailing ships, when Britain ruled, the shipping companies were uh, boycotting Dublin because it was notorious, too sand. dangerous to get in. Yeah. Like, there was no wall on... In the middle. In the middle, and there was no wall. You could look from, uh, say, Black Rock to Sutton or Sandy Mount over to uh, Clontarf, and there was nothing in the middle. Yeah. And of a boat coming in, and they were sailing ships. So... The people complained with the shipping, so they decided to build a wall there to keep the strand in. Okay. And to build. That was Captain Bloy, wasn't it? Was it Captain no, Bloy? No, no. It was not at that stage. Okay. He had built that, and you know, Collymore and Bullock Harbour. Yeah. They were built. All that brick over there and Dunleary is from Dorky. Dorky was twice the height and he took that much brick out. The people around Dorky complained, you're getting no more in the oh, hill. Okay. And uh, they used to bring it over in barges. Now when they built the wall down, it uh, didn't make that much of a difference until Captain Bloy came. Okay. And he built the one on the north side, the North Pole. Yeah. And you know the way it ends up in rocks? Yeah, yeah. Now, that's deliberately built like that because if he had the whole water channeled in and there was a flood out of the Liffey, out of the Dodder, you'd never sail up through it. Holy. So the reason the wall is so low, you don't see it, is to take the pressure yeah, off yeah. when it's falling, going out. Holy. Now, when Captain Bloy, when he done that, he was surveying all Ireland, right around the coast. And he surveyed it over 200 years ago. Yeah. And the British... Navy surveyed it about 10 or 15 years ago and he was only a couple of feet out and he done it with a sextant James, with a telescope, was it a kind of a telescope? A sextant, you look off the land, you get it off the sky and take your measurements Sounds how good he was, what? Yeah You could do with him again oh, No <laughs> doubt, but Pigeon House Harbour when the uh, British ruled there all the traffic went up to the Pigeon House Harbour, the little one, but it was tidal. Yeah. So they moved out to uh, Holt, but then they had the same problem. Holt was tidal. So they moved over to Dunleary, and that's why the Stenelink was 
going there ever since. Okay. Although it's finished now. Stannis it's finishing in Dunleary, is it? Yeah. yeah. I only sailed out of uh, out the port there uh, in November. Down, I was going out to Liverpool to go to Dublin Port. And uh, I even coming home, it's amazing, it's great as a rings ender to come I in. Know. Yeah. And see, the, see, first of all, you see the poles, the DSB poles, and yeah. then you see the Louis House. Yeah. And, you, and as a rings ender, you know, you know you're, you're home. home. It's, a great, yeah. it's a great feeling. Yeah. When we were kids, if we went down to the Half Moon or the Lighthouse, we could walk straight up that wall. And depending on who was on the watchman, we could walk through the pigeon house. Yeah. And straight up the pigeon house road yeah. up to the products. I lived in Pembroke College, yeah. so I was born and reared. In the so you're walking right along the Liffey, basically. Walk I remember. I actually remember wall. that before. I remember yeah. that. I, ve- I was born in '75, and I think that changed in around '82, did it? '83, because I remember as a young yeah. kid, uh, you could go that way. What do you call it? No, in 1970, the station they took in the extra ground to build a big pool bag in order to twin tall. Yeah. Before that, they only had a small bit of, a couple of acres, which used to keep a supply of coal on. Oh, right. You know, in case they needed it. Yeah. Because the boat used to come into the pigeon house and they'd unload, they had their own cranes. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. grabs, you know. I see. Oh, well... Well, well, hopefully the wall will stay up now for... Uh, uh, it has fix to it. stay up. I have to fix it. is gone. I suppose. Now... So what they're doing, did you see they have a new plan for Dublin Port? You know the little lighthouse yeah, at that. the pond? Yeah, well, they're they're going to bring that out, aren't they, a couple of metres? No, so going back 150 metres, you know where the 100 tonne crane was? Yeah. The big one. They're bringing the, shortening the wall for the bigger lighthouse. For the cruisers to come, to come in. in and turn and what yeah. have you. yeah. Well, I suppose that's good for business, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're good for business, we're good for people seeing that. And then I suppose if they're coming in, the wall will have to be in speak and span for the tourism. Well, you know that. where the container lorries are now all going yeah. onto the road? That's going to be a big interpretive centre. So when people come off the liners, they'll be going into a big interpretive oh, really? centre. Yeah. And there'll be a bit of history of the poem. Oh, very good. And all that. And come here, when is the next painting due for the half moon? Oh, next summer. Summer, in six this, months' time? This, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what colour? Are we going to go white again? Oh, no, yeah? well, it has to be Is white, there a reason yeah. why it's white? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's I just think it's the cheapest paint. <laughs> <laughs> Percy, thanks very much. You're welcome. It's been brilliant to come in. Thanks very much. I'll we'll see you again, again soon. Come and join us at our Retro Cafe open weekdays from 10 until 2 here in the community centre. Come and check out our Karen's culinary delights. You're listening to Rick Radio's Community News Desk podcast. Yes, you are listening to Community News Desk here on Rick Radio. We now revisit an interview with William Gregg, a glass blower uh, in the Irish Glass Bottoms Company. Can I start off by asking your name and age just to record that and then what type of work? I'll be able to the 19th of April. Your name is Mr. Gregg? William Gregg, yeah. Well, Arden, you can put me. That's my nickname. Right. I want it. Were you born in Ming's End and you've always lived around here? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Shamrock Avenue. And 
He always lived around Ringsend. Yeah, I moved down. I know I lived in Mountree for a few weeks, but I come back to Ringsend to live. But he moved to say I lived in. I partly had jizz on the Pigeon House Road living. I transferred up here with a woman. Um, when you left school, what type of work did you start off with? I was a glass blower. That was with the glass bottling company? Yeah, or glass bottle company. Could you tell us what type of work that involved? How long did it take you to learn the skill? And well, it didn't take you five years to learn. It's always going to your, your skill if you had the, uh, the ability for the, to do it. What, what was the skill involved? How would you learn how to blow the glass? You were, sh- you were shown. You, were, yeah, you see, you, you, were, you were doing boys' work, and you had two men who were working their blowers, and then you had to watch them, what they were doing. The way they gathered the metal out at 1,600 degrees of heat, and come out and roll it on a plate like that, with a steel plate, and you'd have to take it off with a, 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 a solid a ground marble, take the weight off of that, and then you had to govern it into it. You had to train the blower, and you had to cut the neck of the bottle on the sharp end of the, the stone, and then drop it into a mould. And it had to be, you were only allowed a half an ounce each way. Five, if it was five ounces weight, it was four and a half or five and a half. If it wasn't, then it was no use. You had to throw it out. You would learn how to weigh it by experience, would it be? Well, you had you have to have had your experience for the train, but then you had the boy taking them into a throw on a on a on a marble on a plate to be able to keep them rolled, and the boy used to, have to come take them with a long puzzle, twist them into the room, and he used to fetch them down to the arch for to bake. He used to three or four hours baking in the arch. And then, if the weren't weren't right, well, you used to blow ten gross a night. Ten gross? Ten gross, yeah. It was all according to the weight of the bottle. If you had a, if you had a small bottle, a whiskey bottle, that's how it used to be. Well, you got eleven, twelve gross, but the ordinary pint bottle, you'd blow nine and ten gross at your night. And the ordinary oval whiskey bottle, you'd blow about seven or eight gross a night. When you were blowing them, would you work with other men or would you work just by yourself? Oh, you, you had to have the man who used, the bottle maker used to have to make the ring. When you blew the bottle, there was a boy throwing it up on a thing like that and sit into that. And he used to cut it. You have to train him, have to train him and the man with the one jump. You see, when he threw it up like that, the bottle maker used to catch it in the pointy. And the boy, he had to train that boy and himself. But to lift it up and chop it, so the ring could be, or so the top could be cut, so he could force the ring. He used to leave it like that, right. and he used to form the ring on it, and he'd have to sit down on the bench and make the ring with his shears. And then you blow the bottle, would you? Back, back and then you blow the bottle after. That. No, when he was finished with it, was still on the, for the boy to take it in. You were done with it when you finished with the mould. But well, the bottle maker used to have to make the ring himself. The boy and him had to be trained one another to lift and cut it so that he wouldn't put his break it, the neck, but cut it to a certain distance, such as that. Say the neck was that length, well, you'd have to cut it that way. Uh. Um, to get the glass for the bottle, um, was there any, how would you prepare the glass? Would there be particular heat that you would have to heat it to? That, yeah. It used to be gathered on a, on a long a long pipe. On the area. Now, if the pipe is that length, you'd have to gather it about that much from the top. 
Was that an old technique that they always used, or did yeah. they change techniques? Actually, it was only, well, it was only glass company. And there was a, there was King's Bottles Company, and there was the Ring, and there was a place down there where the product is the Hoybarian, where they manufactured their own bottles. They said they only used the any, 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 anything could do them, but you had to be a qualified man to blow white glass. I had to be a very qualified man to blow white glass. I was one of them. What other types of glass could you blow apart from white? Well, it used to be different types. used to be different types made. So all the corners of the chemicals would be poured into the tank. That would be white glass melted and all machines and sand. I only wish I could answer how much show is where the bottle of the is made. It's made over the bridge now with the machines. And when the machines was formed, they had a difference with the management. And we had to come out. I was only a young man when I did come out. I had to go into the building, and my uncle got me a job in the building. What happened with the management? They had a bit of a difference. difference. With the management, and uh, they said that we looked for a certain bonus. And one of our, one of our uh, committee was a very naughty man, I believe. But I only knew, I only seen him, but I never done any dealings with him. He was, in, he was chairman, and the uh, management of the bottle company said, that Sir Robert King, said he'd see them, but boy, this man wasn't at the meeting, and they wouldn't go, so the whole company finished. And uh, Joe McGrath, or Joe McGrath, Lord him, he farmed machines. Well, I don't know whether he bought them, and I'm sure he did, but he started, well, he started, it went to Wallop, with the machine, and John McGrath started all over, and McGrath still owns it. And that's where they finished up as a labour man in the bottle company. The bottle company would have closed around 1930 that time, would it? Well, I say it was, no. Could be 1930, yeah. 20, 29 or 30, yeah. Uh, I was playing for Shamrock 24 and 25. It could have been closed about 23 or 24. Um, where did they get the glass and sand from at the very start? Sand and the daughter. Out in the stand there. Used to be a man used to, uh, Royley's, Robert, Robert and Johnny Royley, used to draw it into a certain distance. In onto the, into onto the, where, the, the, where they used to walk up the ramp. And then there used to be another horse. Used to, used to, he used to throw it there. See, they used to have the, when, you, when, they were, when they were taking the sand, you used to have to uh, pull the horse to keep the wheels from going down. And you used to load a certain amount if they wanted a ton. 
I used to only do the quad with one, and he'd pull it in, and when the other horse had come, he used to load it up on him. That's how the salmon got off the stand, for years and years, to my knowledge. What well, 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 that was around Marion Gates. He used to draw that salmon, but then that was for white glass. But then for black glass, he used to go over here to the back of our The new houses built. Any sand is hard to do that. But you'd have to throw, bro, break the broken bottles and throw them in that black glass. But they couldn't put black glass in white. Had to put the white glass to colour the glass. Used to make certain chemicals with it. And you'd be certain amount of sand, certain amount of chemicals, and put into it. Then there used to be a man, used to be out filling a heap, just time you see, uh, so you, a heap of dirt, a heap. Like a big load of sand flew on the ground. And this man was supposed to be a batch maker. Well, he used to be looking after the furnace. He used to have to load that into the back of the furnace and there was a certain amount of degrees of heat, 1,600 degrees of heat, at the back of that furnace. But then when that furnace was made, when that glass was melting, it used to flow on to the front where we used to have four rings like that, together to clean that. It used to be clean before it hit. The rings used to keep it clean. But it had to be a certain amount of heat at the back to melt it, so it could flow along into underneath the rings and used to gather out of the rings. Would the black glass melt at a different temperature than white glass? What, pardon? Would me- black glass yeah. melt at different temperatures yeah. than white? Yeah. It was white. The white was harder than the black. It used to be only... Well, nearly about the same they used to do in any case. It was all the corn, see. The, 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 used, the men used to look after the corn and just be able to govern with a certain machine at the back, a thing at the back. They used to have to look through the glass and see it, and they knew. Now, then when I used to have to take the metal out, that used to flow to where I used to where the ring was, I'm not explain to you. I used to have to take that out with a pipe and form it. And it had to be a certain, a certain, it had to be a certain heat on it before I could control it. I used to have to take it out and say, say for instance, that's the furnace there. I used to have to walk from that onto the plate here. For about eight hours and six o'clock in the morning, six o'clock at night. Would you work five days, six days a week? Or? Six days, five days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I used to start at six o'clock in the morning and work to six o'clock at night. Were there many people there glass blowing? Many people? Yeah. I'd say five, five and two was ten. It was five and two was ten. Five, ten. Excuse me. There was twenty men. No, five, three, fifteen. There was thirty men in the five tank furnace. And the seven, there was three men in each hole. Well, I called it hole. And there was, uh, where to be seven holes, there'd be twenty-one men. That would be on eight shift. Used to be only two shifts. Six in the morning to six at night and six in the morning to six in the morning. And the men used to be out. And now you were called out of bed in the morning by four o'clock be a man used to look after the furnace. But he was paid for looking after the furnace and going out and calling you out of bed so he'd be out in time. Um, the people that worked there, would many of them... Um, have worked there after their fathers or brothers had worked there? Oh, no. Well, I mean, it's all the corn there. Your, your father didn't need to be a blast blower because it's very hard to... The young boys couldn't get work anywhere. And 
Oh, it's only a man. Fourteen, fourteen, fifteen. Fourteen years of age. I was there, I was twenty-one years of age. Then I was, went to work in the building. I was forced down to blow bottles, blow bulbs down in Bray. I was there from 19, during the Second World War, 1931. 1939 to 47, blowing bulbs and tumblers. Well, I, I wasn't supposed to be making harps and wagon sticks, but I used to make them for the give them to the poor young lad, but he, he used to beg the band, he used to be pounding them. I didn't know those things. What would the walking stick and harp be made of? Huh? The walking stick and harp, that wouldn't be made of... Yeah. You had to go, yeah. See, what I, when I used to win, no matter time they were coming out of the time, I used to do the same as that, but you used to have them to blow them. You used to roll the metal along like that until it'd be good so you could throw it. Well, a, a young lad would have to come along, or a man, I'd have to get another big pipe. And used to, when I used to leave it down on the ground, say there. Right. He used to have to stick the pipe at the end of that glass. And I had to control myself, twisting it like that, till I get to certain distance. And the corn I was making, it, it was cooling. And so I was trying to do that. I used to tell him to take his pipe away. Yeah. I could hold it up in the air. And I'd have to cut that end of it. I used to put that end of it into the furnace, I used to get the glass out, and allow it to govern it, to come down like that. And I used to be able to control that bend. Then when I do that, I'd have to wet it off here, or cut it off with the scissors, and put it into the tank for the bake going through the air. The heat would make it bend from the top down, would it? Yeah, into a yeah. curve? That's what, that's what you must have to go into the furnace with it. A certain amount of heat. But you'd have to be, you want to be able to control it. If you weren't used to it, well then, be no use. It could melt too fast or something like that. Um, was that technique a popular one in Ireland or was... No, it was just only people used to make them for people, you know. But never, never were sold. You weren't supposed to make them because you were using the film's glass. Now if you come in and ask me to make a few halves or someone told you I was able to make them, well I used to do that for them. When you were blowing the bottles and the tumblers, did you blow them the same way, or how would you blow them? See, the mould the mold used to be in water. See, you had to stand up like that. See, when you you blow them up like that, and you'd be able to garden that, and you had to step on one mould and throw it up out of the water, and close it with the other one. You had to train your feet, and you used to have to blow them like that. See, when I was went down there first, I was forced to have it. I blew hard, but the bottom used to blow hard to square the bottoms out. And when I went down to Bray, I used to have to... I blew hard, and the pipe up nearly choked me. Where I said to myself, I have it. Now, I used to only have to do this. I used to come on the... I used to have to govern the... Pull the pipe up, you know. I used to have to govern the blow easy. You blow it gently and pull it with your fingers up. Yeah, correct, yeah. Or you could do that with it. But I couldn't govern myself to do that. I preferred doing that because it's more power than your fingers. It'd be harder than to rub it between your fingers. Um, I would have taken the same off the sides. Well, that's all from our Archive Community News Desk this week. Great to revisit interviews from the past. We will bring you more Archive interviews uh, throughout the year. 
My thanks to Dylan and Rowan on sound and editing and Leslie on administration. From me, Mick, take care and we'll talk with you next week.